Книга пророка Исаи, глава 32, 20 стих. «Блаженны вы, или же благословены вы, сеющие при всех водах и посылающие туда вала и осла». Чтобы лучше понять суть данных слов, я хотел бы напомнить две расширенные версии имеющегося стиха или же перевода, так как на иврите данный стих имеет такое смысловое значение. «Благословены вы, оплодотворяющие себя семенем благовествуемого Слова Божия на всяком месте, указанным Святым Духом, и посылающие на эти места оскопленного тельца и осленка, на которого никто не садился». Вторая версия. Смысл один и тот же. Blessed are you and peace given to you and one that gives obedience or is obedient to that word. When we're reading Isaiah 32:20, Blessed are you who sow beside all waters, who send out freely the feet of the ox and the donkey. This is a demonstration of your love to God and your humility before His will. And so, again, the definition in Hebrew is, Blessed are you who are being fertilized by the seed of the Word of God upon every place that is indicated by the Holy Spirit. And so, sowing in this place of Scripture that turns our God's favor upon us is linked to two things. First, to sow beside waters, which are specific churches of saints, where the preached truth in the seed of the Word of God is filled with the active, active faith of God and the life of God. Any Israelite bringing his tithe where God was, was to testify before God that he did not give his offerings for the dead or he did not support human initiatives with his offerings because sowing into human religious gatherings is to give your tithes for the dead. Secondly, our sowing uh, during active faith or the water, waters that we were talking about, our obedience to God's faith, we also will see blessed fruits. When we worship God in our tithes, we will bring our ox and our donkey. But to send them, you need to first uh, discipline them. And so a donkey that is disciplined is one who knows his master and gladly obeys the will of the master. A donkey that no one has sat upon is our body, where we, obeying our faith to God's to God's faith, we have been erecting immortality within our body. We proclaim the non-existent stronghold of life in our body as existent. And because of this, our body became, uh, began to gladly obey the rod of our mouth when we use our mind that is renewed by the spirit of our mind. We need to keep in mind that the body where by faith the stronghold of life of immortality is erected, sin cannot live. As it is written that for just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. And so when the stronghold of life was erected, reigning sin controlled you and 
you were free from righteousness. You were slaves of sin. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free to, in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. At the same time, a disciplined ox is our soul. And so an ox is a is a bull that's been castrated. And so this is a very strong, very uh, large animal, and only by castrating him is he then obedient or becomes obedient to his master. And this kind of ox in our body, this is our soul. And so the body then has the mark of circumcision, or the soul has the mark of circumcision, where it has died for its nation, the house of its father, and its life in the, in, in the sin. And so to send your ox and your donkey that no one has sat upon is to gladly or cheerfully honor God with his tithes in his house where the waters of life flow, the rivers of living water. That's the preached word that is anointed by the Holy Spirit. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Proverbs 3, 9, 10. <coughs> Here it's uh, <coughs> referring to something spiritual as well as something materialistic. When God blesses a person, when he a person honors God with his tithes and offerings, he sends his ox and donkey in this case. He, in this way, God receives the proper basis to fulfill his will for this person. He blesses a person spiritually, sending down his word from above, and he blesses him materialistically and in the amount with that the Lord, as the Father, as the King of Kings, who has immeasurable wealth, He disciplines His children. He tells them that everything you see, my son or daughter, everything you see, is mine. It is yours, and it belongs to you. And when you will grow into full measure of growth in Christ, I will pass these uh, power over this to you. But you need to know that I have written this already upon your account. And so all the wealth of the world, wealth of heaven, it is put upon the account of each one of us in Jesus Christ. Understanding this, we need to live accordingly, live not, although we may not be able to use what we see, as Apostle Paul says, we don't have it with us physically, but we do have all, we own all of it. And so a person of the flesh doesn't agree with that. How is it we can do that when we actually own it all, then this will be the case. But for the children of God is that upon their account, there are measurable riches that do not diminish, that cannot be counted, and that will never ever be destroyed. The thief will never be able to take and rust moth will not be able to destroy. God is uh, converting this wealth into heaven and putting it upon our account. And so when we will 
be upon the new heaven and new earth, every one of us, if we're faithful to the word of God, you will be just as wealthy as the Son of God, Jesus Christ. This is an incredible promise, and it needs to bring you great joy. And when you you have the opportunity in God's service to honor God with your tithe, which is at the foundation or base of all of us under other commandments, it is the basis of all the others, where we, honoring God with tithes and offerings, we say, we testify, Lord, I am your holy part, I am yours, I belong to you, I am your tithe. And so, if people in some way try to ignore the honoring of God with their tithe. They say before God, they state that I am not your belonging, I am not your holy, your, I am not most holy, and God will ask of this. They spoke idle words, they said, Lord, you're my God, I am your daughter, I am your son, you saved me, but if I saved you and I'm your God, where is your respect toward me? If I am your God, if I am your father, do you not know that I gave you blessing and in that blessing, that 10%, that 10th part belongs to me, it never belonged to you, it is just within your possession because I want to see what you will do with it. You decided that this is the uh, component of the Old Testament. You knew this was not part of the Old Testament. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob lived out of the law of the Old Testament. They honored God with their tithes. And if the tithes found their place in the law, that doesn't mean that the law of Moses was the spring and, and the start of that command. It started in the Garden of Eden as this tree of the knowledge of good and evil that God had planted, and he planted it actually with Adam, together with Adam. Because after God created man, he could not do anything else without man. We will create man in our image, in our likeness, and he will have dominion over the world, the earth. And so what this means, that as God rules in heaven, a person, man will rule on earth. He, God has put these limits uh, for himself that if God wants to do something on earth, he needs a person that will give his consent or approval to that. And the Garden of Eden, as much as we know, was planted after uh, God created man. He created this Eden together or formed it, planted it with Adam. And when he made this garden with Adam, he told Adam, I want that as you collaborated with me, that you give a name to every tree type, every animal, everything in all of creation. Why am I saying this? So that we understand that the commandment of tithes and offerings is at the basis of a base of all of the rest of God's commandments. And if a person doesn't have this foundation and follows other commandments, he has no foundation, he's building then his house upon what? Sand. If he has this foundation, then even if somewhere he had sinned, 
And even if his building burns down, for example, the foundation is still going to be there. He'll be saved. Uh, he, a person will, or God will not allow a person to perish that gladly or cheerfully honors God with his tithes because this is the foundation of everything else. And so we will now honor God with this service. We will worship him. We will demonstrate our love before him. We will acknowledge over ourselves his unquestionable authority. Let us sing, may Jesus rule in my heart, in my mind and feelings. He also, may he live. And may Jesus live, there's the song. And we will then be blessed. And the and then independent on what amount we may be earning, God will bless us as it, in a way that it will be always enough, as he did for the widow for in the flour, the, the, the oil, so she can eat, her son can eat, and the prophet may also eat during the time of the famine. Let us sing. Yeah. 
I will gladly remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the Tabernacle of Moses, the Temple of Solomon, they were required as a command God had given to Moses, he received it as a revelation, to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they were faithful to for thousands of years. We're that same Israel. We are nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hands over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have sustenance in your house. I do not give in impurity. I do not give for the dead. And I do not give in sorrow. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be opened and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.